back with Philippians, finishing it out, chapters 3 and 4. Go ahead and say another prayer before you start it. And if you haven't listened to 1 and 2, go back and listen to 1 and 2. Obviously, the way that we do it, we don't do verse teaching or topical teachings or anything like that. We just do study through the whole book, so it would be a lot better if you go and listen to 1 and 2. If you haven't, before you do this one. So, Starting in chapter 3, verse 1. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. He's, okay, the next sentence, or the next sentence in verse 2 here that he's uh, he's going to say is really interesting because the Philippian believers were ingrained with this Roman culture, and the Romans thought that circumcision was just appalling and disgusting, and they referred to it as, as mutilation. It's interesting here that... that as Paul's throwing out a warning uh, to the Jews, for the Jews, saying that the Torah observant Jews here, <laughs> it seems like, that uh, he's referring to them as mutilators. Uh, so it's interesting you'd have a Jew referring to other Jews as mutilators. Yeah. But to make a point to the Philippian believers saying, hey, watch out for these because they are. They don't they don't care anything and they're mutilators of the flesh. That's all they you know, that that does no good for the soul. For the soul. And he he's making a point too. He's telling them, he's like, even if they try to make you think that they're some super Jew, I'm even better. So we'll go we'll go into this. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Paul was a Torah observant Jew and a very, very zealous one. He was the one on YouTube making all the comments, telling people why they were wrong and giving them books in the comments on why they were wrong. And, and then harshly persecuting them, which they was dragging them out of houses, having them arrested, having them beaten, having them killed. But he, like I said, to make his point, it's like, look, if you're going to listen to a Jew, listen to me. <laughs> I was all this stuff. Like, I was the top of the, that you can get, but that doesn't mean anything. So going into verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, 
so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. So everything in his life, everything that he was, everything of importance to him, he counted as rubbish as soon as he gained Christ. I feel like that's where our lives, our ministry, everything that we have is is based on counting everything as rubbish and just knowing Christ. Um, after this Bible study, stay tuned. We're we're gonna Heidi and I are gonna be doing a a podcast probably on the topic uh, somewhat a little bit, but uh, counting everything is worthless, and the only thing that he wants to know is Christ and to experience the power that raised him from the dead. And he wants to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another he will be saved. That's the type of, of life, life when you truly meet Christ. This is the type of desires that you have. You just, you just count, I mean, nothing of your old self, nothing of who you used to be matters at all anymore your interests are refocused your paths are different you walk a different way um completely different you know what it makes me think of that's completely unrelated to this but something to put in you know i know sometimes i think we have a hard time truly grasping what these topics mean but remember on that one uh interview or whatever with uh, mike tyson and they're asking him, you know, do you, oh, you're, yeah, do you spend you're time yeah. in the gym? Do you yes, do this? No, do you do that? I, I actually remember. And he was yes. like, no, but no, but, I, he had the most and everybody. You're probably going to laugh, but he had probably one of the most intelligent answers to something uh, yeah, that's for a I, humble answer to something that I had, I've ever heard which, in my again, life. Again, I, I know, I'm I know I hate to Mike reference Tyson Mike Tyson, here, but, but it was the, the host had asked him. If he ever thought about how awesome he used to be, about how great of a fighter, how great his life yeah. was, and he, yeah, he sat back and he goes, "No, I, I, I can't think about that. I yeah. hate that guy." He doesn't I, watch I'm, any of the footage, look yeah. at any of the stuff. He doesn't even go and spend time even, in the gym and stuff like that. Like that, yeah, just... hitting the heavy because he goes, "That'll bring back my pride." Yeah, and he goes, "I'll, I'll start loving myself again, and I'll start getting." And I was just like. I could not, I was like, wow, props to Mike Tyson for being able to humble yourself as a Christian should in your life just for himself. Like he says, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy again. It doesn't matter all that. Because he was asking, when you look in the mirror, you're like, dude, I'm Mike stinking Tyson. Like, I'm awesome. Uh, you know, do you think, nah. I'm just like everybody else. It doesn't matter, which, you know. Again, which, and I, I and I hate to reference my, it, but that was I don't have anybody pro- else besides probably publicly. That was probably well, and not many people do that. Not not That's many what I'm saying. people. Like I wish I had some and, awesome and, Christian to reference, but I can't think and, of and one. And call out their past like that and say no. I hate. I mean, I do. I know I hate that about myself. I hate. Okay, but someone I, other than you, right? Other than me, I know. That's what I said. Other than <laughs> yeah. me, I know. I I don't know anybody. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that are, I don't say I don't know anybody. I know sure, a lot of people sure. that are very but convicted of like their past. But not on a big but scale I mean, on their that big I could scale. reference that people listening might know who I'm talking about. I think everybody knows at least who Mike Tyson is. Yeah, so that that was an interesting uh, thing there. But it was a good example of of the type of humility that you need in coming to Christ. And, and, and that type of, like I said, I always talk about a result. 
this is the result of, of things that happen, you know, of this type of life. These things will just automatically come to you. You won't want anything to do with it. It just happens. And as I've said before, and if it doesn't, you need to go back and reevaluate everything. Verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already re reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. So he's saying that although he's done all these things, he still hasn't reached perfection. I know I still haven't reached perfection. Um, even though I count all these things as rubbish and I'm, I love Christ and I try to follow him, I haven't reached. I'm not even close. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed in me. So that's your that's your goal. Even though you can't do it, you still try for it, and then just don't beat yourself when you when you fall in, in, in small ways. But just still with with keeping all of this in mind. Well, I almost feel like that silly. Um, what is it like? Reach for the stars. So even if you don't make it all the way, like you're still among. How does it go? I totally just ruined it. You know that, like, shoot for the stars. Yeah, so you you're... Yeah, yeah, I know what you're... You know what I mean? But, like, if that's what we're aiming for every day with all of these things truly on the forefront of our minds and our actions and how we're living, even if you aren't perfect today, you're still way closer than if you're not in the Word. You're not... Oh, yeah. ...of these things. You're not dying to the world. You're not... You know, you're you're okay with just this mediocre, earthly Christianity that um, society says is decent, you know? Mm, right. Still shoot for these things. Yeah. But if you're shooting for these things, you're also not just, you know, going to, like steal a bunch of money today or have an affair or like do something else that's completely horrible right like if you're working towards these things these big things aren't just going to pop out of your life unannounced mm -hmm. right all right verse 13 no dear brothers and sisters i have not achieved it but i focus on this one thing forgetting the past forget the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Remember, forgetting the past. As we spoke before, well, probably about at least 20 times we've referenced this movie. But in Paul, the apostle of Christ, with Jim Chavetzel, uh, that, that just came out, what, like a year ago or whenever... Maybe it's been a couple of years. Maybe it's been a couple of years. I don't know. We don't get out much. Uh, we always reference. But the, we, we always reference the same movie. But it was incredibly done, and it, it fits perfectly here. This is a guy who had people beaten, arrested, ripped families apart, even approved, and stood there watching a guy get stoned to death. And a person that used to just. I mean, the name of Christ just made him itch. He hated it. So you don't think that that ran through his head like, why? Why did I do that? Like, I'm so sorry. You know, we all have been there. We all have just done just absolutely deplorable things to God. And we've all, all been there. But that's what Christ is for. And we have to... 
forget the past remember that you are a new creation every single day you're a new person and you strive for that perfection so yesterday it doesn't matter you messed up okay cool you get another chance to do it today well and we've watched people in our lives that maybe have had really bad pasts be it their own fault or or just something they got caught up in or whatever it may be maybe it's even before they came to christ but we watch people in our lives that just refuse to let go of the past and we've actually used the term within this in our own family of that person just drags those demons around just the, the you see people and maybe yourself you're guilty of it that you just won't let them go yeah let them go don't even mm-hmm. think a thing of it it's done it's yeah, over you can't you can't fix that part of your life now you may have to live with the consequences of whatever that may of be of course yeah which that got, i mean that's unfortunately something that will never be taken away i mean unless it's something that fades away in time your 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 feeling about it your comfort about it your your level of being able to deal with it will definitely be which different which i think you gave the example a while back of look at someone that was maybe a felon so when you get out, that record of having the felony isn't going to disappear. It isn't going to go away. You you have to deal with right. those consequences of those decisions. But you are no longer a prisoner. Mm-hmm. You are no longer a prisoner to that sin. Whatever happened in the past, you need to forgive whoever was involved, even if it's yourself. Mm-hmm. You must forgive as Christ forgave you and then Put it to bed. Yeah, Be just let it go and, it. and move past it. And like and you I said, you don't think that's, that's one what... of Satan's greatest snares that he enjoys seeing you tripped up in? Well, and he's the one that's going to keep whispering the 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 past to you. You're that's a the, failure. Look, that's the only did. thing. That's the only thing that he has is he has Satan has observation. You know, years of it, and and like he's your whole life. yeah, like your whole life, and he's got. Many of minions that have been placed on placed on on getting him to un, be able to understand your life and and how it works and, and what you've done and remember he was the accuser so he was the one standing before God going look look what he did look he's saying all these things it said you say in your law that you must die if you do it so you know he and and now that he can't. He's lost his power to accuse, but he hasn't lost his power to to just entice you and to just bother you and try to get you to, to fall to these things that you've been forgiven from. So that's where that that will never go away. And yes, we have to live with the consequences of that. And it's unfortunate, but um, through time, there's a lot of healing in Christ that Christ will... Um, heal those wounds and while they don't go away they become better first did you finish 13 i don't know that's what i asked just read forgetting the past and just read from there because i don't know okay no dear brothers and sisters i have not achieved it but i focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what i read all of that i know what lies ahead again I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. It's just that good. So really it is that good. I, I... Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. 
Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine, and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. So, reminding everybody again, this is believers. Okay? Say, claiming they're believers, but their conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross. So, is that judgmental? No, it's somebody's conduct proving that they're an enemy of the cross. So your conduct can be an enemy of the cross and that can be clear. You can see, you know, I mean, that could be in your speech, that could be in your, in any way that, you know, that, that others can see how you uh, handle yourself. But Paul says here, they're enemies and they're headed for destruction. So Again, we really have to watch those things because if we have consistent conduct that doesn't consist of love, mercy, and we have these things, you know, like being proud, boastful, all these things, that's that would be walking as an enemy. What verse did I leave off? Twenty. Dang it, I felt like I, I was like, man, I'm going to remember this one. Did. I didn't. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Okay, going into chapter 4. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, friends, for you are my joy and crown I receive for my work. Now I appeal to Yodia and Sintosh. Please be because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help those two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are written in the book of life. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. All of those things, highlighters and red pens. Think post it of, notes on your mirror. And post-it notes on your mirror. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the peace of God will be with you. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. That's really difficult to do. But Paul figured out how to do it, so we can. 
I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or a little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. There's one of the most taken out of context verses of the Bible. See how he figured out how to be content with anything that he had? Even if it was nothing. Even if it was nothing because of Christ who strengthened him. So that doesn't mean that you're always going to win. Because Christ because is strengthening Christ is strengthening you. And I think that's the... Respectfully, I think that's the way most people use it. Verse 14. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to each of God's holy people, all who belong to Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send your greetings, and the rest of God's people send you greetings too, especially those in Caesar's household. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you in spirit. So that closed out Philippians. Philippians is awesome. Had a lot of fun with it. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Anything else? I think that's about it. I mean, Paul can't make any of these letters any more clear. And we just get too caught up in biblical fluff and, you know, these weird themes. Especially now we're getting to be coming around Easter time. Now, like, we're now it's going to start coming the really cheesy themes. Which, don't get me wrong, I love Easter and what I mean. That's, that's not what I mean, but... Because I love Passover. Yeah, I love Passover, not Easter. But... Stop when you read... Me. Yeah, and I mean, when you read it for what it is, it's it, it becomes clear in, in how you use it and how you apply it becomes clear once you you realize what it is instead of making something out of it so hope y'all enjoyed it